to to resume our learning of the of the Sefer Chavos Talmidim. We're switching into an entirely different an entirely different tchum in this in the Sefer because really we finished Chavos Talmidim itself. And the Rebbe, again, when it was attached to the to the Sefer, three mamar that are printed in all the Chavis Talmidim, but it's a different type of a it's a different type of a limud. It's it's, it's harder and more involved. <coughs> and the first mimer. We're going to begin. So, for those who haven't learned the Sefer Chavisat Talmidim, we're not coming in the middle of the Sefer. We're starting a new Mimer. These Mamar are unbelievable. You'll see, very basic, beautiful, important. Before he begins the the Mimer Rish in the first Mimer, which is on page Kufnun Tes. Which is Eichla Hagis Besifrechsidus. How a person should approach learning Chasidish Asvar. Eichla Hagis Besifrechsidus. So the Rebbe, by way of by way of Siyum and Hakdama, on page Kufnun Ches. So there the Rebbe is reminding us is reminding us. But how important it is to review what we've learned, to review what we've learned, to Chazer, and and also and also to be careful when learning these mamarim to try to learn all three mamarim consecutively in the order that he wrote them. The Chlal, the Rebbe, was extremely careful about that. <coughs> on, on the Sefer that Amit Shem are going to be able to learn, will be Zarechet to learn Hachshar Savrechem. So the Rebbe Bedavka wanted that it should be learned after Chagas HaTalmidim and the Three Mamarim. He wanted it to be kept Bedavka in this Seder. And we have to keep in mind that the Rebbe was a, was a Mechanech, an unbelievable Mechanech. And, and he had very good reasons for wanting things to be, to progress in a certain order and not to jump ahead. So we're trying to follow that seder. So you you see that he writes there in the in in the on page Kufnun Ches. Ha'hoyge b'ham yidayik v'gam yiska kol inyan v'inyan. He kol ha'shloishim amarim inyan v'derech echad heim. He says that you have to you have to be careful and review and to know and to remember all of these mamarim the three mamarim merely it's one inyan and it's one derech. And if you're not going to remember something from one of the earlier mamar, from the earlier mamar, then you're going to have a difficult time. You're going to have a difficult time moving forward, understanding what's coming up. Therefore, it's important. It's important that we should try to do this. It's important to chazer each mimer, or depending upon obviously one's capabilities, to review, to constantly review before moving ahead, to review the last piece of the mimer that one did. But if there's something that 
that one still does not understand after reviewing it and going over it a third time. And particularly if he's having difficulty, if someone's having difficulty understanding one of the notes that he sometimes has on the bottom of a page. Don't, that shouldn't prevent you from going forward. Because it's possible that that um, if you just move forward and you become more accustomed, you become more used to the Mahalach, that you'll be able to understand, looking back, you'll be able to understand the earlier things as well. It's better not to learn a lot in one sitting, but a little bit at a time. The the sections that are that are with his which we'll see all of these things and Shabbos. This Maimon on Shabbos could completely, completely change the way that a person comes with the Shabbos, the way that a person lives with Shabbos. Completely change one Shabbos, you'll see. So these these sections of Esaias, Ein Likos Kamashikarim Dover Mi'ish Azulasa. You shouldn't learn these things. These these sections of Esaias, one should not learn them like you're reading something that was written by somebody else. You should try to picture, to imagine in your mind as if these uh, as if these words of Osiris are emerging from within yourself. And that your very soul is that your soul itself is 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 found in these words. Because they're not only words. The events of the soul are engraved in them. It's impossible to know what he's talking about until we learn those sections, and we'll see. Okay, let's begin. How one should learn Chassidus Swarm. Now, the Rebbe is not giving us tips or guidelines about how to understand what's written in a Kedusha Slavia or a Noyam Elamelech, but he's telling us. What is it that we're, what is it that's that's taking place when we're learning Chassidus? What's the point of learning Chassidus Swarm? Those people who are learning Chassidus Swarm to be able to say over a, 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 a cute vart or a nice idea or something that's a, that's a, a brilliant a brilliant insight. All of that, all of those things, everything's found in the Chassidus Swarm. And there there are places in particular. There's one place where where a Hasidic Sefer will be learned which has very, very little to do with with the Neshama, very little to do with how it affects a person, but more it's just a, a muskalos to try to understand. Nowadays it's nowadays there's a word that's very, very popular that's that's new. It's a new word. It's an ancient word that's found in, in Tanakh, it's found in next week's parasha. But it's, a, it's, it's relatively, it's the way that it's being used is in the word, and that's the word hashkafa. Hashkafa is not a word that comes from, from the old days. They, they didn't have any, uh, ask if you have grandparents who are alive, Baruch Hashem, or, or if you have, a, if you have uh, fathers that remember from way back, ask them if they used to discuss hashkafa in Europe. Or if your ancestors are from Iran or Taiman, or ask them if there was any ever the word mentioned hashkafa. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Chazal say kol hashkafa hilara. The word hashkafa usually means something terrible. 
except the one in next week's parasha, Hashkifim Ma'inkachachavaneshamayim. That's an exception. Generally, Hashkafi is something which is very big. That's what Chazal say. Call Hashkafi Hilara. So, Hashkafi is a word that became a part of the vocabulary, vocabulary of, of a cold and empty generation. It, it means that you're not investing your neshama into something. It means that it's not a question of you changing or adapting to the things or becoming part of Like the Rebbe says here, don't imagine it as something that somebody else wrote. Hashkafi means it's like a, a perspective. Perspective. It's not. <clears throat> even though the word is now being used by, you, it doesn't mean you can't use the word hashkaf and, and and it's being used in a nice way and it means good things. But lamaisa, it's a way of distancing oneself from the from from the subjects and chesidus and from the what's being or, or musa, whatever it is. So there are those people that they that that the reason that they learn or the way that they approach a chesidus sefer is something that's interesting. Something that's interesting. That's why nowadays Reb Tzaddik has already has been allowed into the yeshiva world. Reb Tzaddik was allowed in Baruch Hashem. It took it took a long time. It took uh, uh, took around 85 years, but Reb Tzaddik made it into the yeshiva world. What does that mean, Reb Tzaddik? So it's hashkaf, it's machshava, it's machshava. That's another word, machshava. They ask also the Zaydis if they had such a subject in yeshiva called machshava. All of these are terms that are being used so to, to allow a person to distance himself in such a way where what he's learning doesn't necessarily engage his heart or his soul. It's a, it's a way of thinking, it's a way of looking at something. Of course, that's also true. But that's, but that's not what we're going to be learning here. How a Jew comes to a chesed how one learns a chesed That's what this mime is about. The beginning, the beginning is so basic and so important. He touched upon it. We we did touch upon it in, in earlier in earlier section of one of the swarm of the Rebbe. So it will be it will be a little bit familiar. But here's where he develops the idea. After we've reached this point, he writes to the students. Now we feel that it's necessary to march forward to take another step to higher levels. Right? We learned how a person has, that's what we were learning at the end. How a person, this is how the Tzadikim used the word Hashkar. We learn how a person has to lift up his perspective, to look at things in a higher way, in a greater way, to see things from a higher vantage point, which is what we were talking about. Which I mentioned, I mentioned to somebody last night that that, that Sadiqim explained that that's the meaning of Christ Yeshua's Esa. The Yeshua of a person begins Esa when he when he lifts himself up to see things from a, from a different vantage point, and that's what we were talking about at the end. Before the summer, to look at to look at things from a higher in a higher way in a, in a greater way. The shiur in this past summer that I gave during the summer uh, uh, was a shiur in a kuntras of Rabbi That entire kuntras was on this inyan of working to develop a, a a different perspective, a different way of looking at things. And uh, that was really a continuation of what we had been learning here at the end at the end of this man. The Gemara Maznu Shitzarich Ata Lalis Tavid. 
And we were talking also about how a person has to constantly, constantly rise. Dana. He says, it's almost impossible one without the other. It's impossible to have a, a, a greater perspective, a broader perspective, to see things from a higher place. Without constantly, constantly rising, without constantly progressing. This is the way of a person. The way, uh, the normal way of a person is that if he if he remains with a certain thought or with a certain way of looking at things for a long time, and he does not, and he is not rising to higher madragas. To see Ashen Eslo, it could become something that is old, loses its time. And it won't excite him at all. And what benefit will it be to a person, to a Jew, if he knows, the fact that he knows that he is an exalted being, that he's called, which we're going to talk about now, the meaning of this term, that he's called a Ben Navi, or a Bnei Navim. He is descendants of, he's a descendant of prophets. If your soul and your body don't tremble from this knowledge, I mean, this is the this is the main problem that we have. That there are there are many many things that we know, and hashkafically, that's that's a term that's very popular now. Hashkafically, where does this person stand? Hashkafically. Hashkafically, as far as cold awareness or knowledge or uh, idea is concerned, the person has very good hashkafis. Right? And they want to know about a shidduch. What are the person's hashkafis? What are the person's hashkafis? So the hashkafis are very good. Can you imagine somebody calling you up about about uh, uh, um, about a shidduch? And they ask you, and how are this? How are these boys hashkafis? And you say, Oh, he's a friend of mine. He has beautiful hashkafis, terrific hashkafis and then then the person is a is a pizetz nachasid, right? the one who's asking so he says, and tell me something is he is he misragish? is he, is he misspoiled? is he misdazeya from his hashkafis? do his hashkafis cause him to tremble? so you tell your friends, stay away from don't, you know, watch out for this watch out for this, I don't know what the shidduch is about do, do, do your hashkafis make you cry? do, do your hashkafis make you dance? If a person's hashkafis, if his way of looking at things is becoming greater and broader and deeper, his knowledge is increasing. But the fact that he the fact that he knows more doesn't doesn't turn his heart over and doesn't cause him to have his rakshas and his spilas. So so the Rebbe says that this, something is wrong. It means that he's not it means that He's not approaching. He's not approaching this form, or his hashkafa is since it's not moving. It's not taking place together with an aliyah, an internal aliyah. So the person can know a tremendous amount. There are people who are proficient. There are people who are proficient in their ideas, but as far as changing them and affecting them and and uplifting them, they're far from that.
And not only that, you could have a person that has more and more yidias, and God forbid, when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to Torah mitzvahs, doesn't mean that he's that that he's any more careful with with uh, with how he conducts himself and what he thinks about when he's not learning Reb Sadiq. When he's not learning a piece of Maharal or, or something like a, you know a Pachet Yitzchak, he's the same person. Doesn't change him bechlal. That your increased or broadened hashkafas are not strengthening your soul to bring you to a higher place, and that's and that's what the Rebbe that's what the Rebbe saw was his tachlis to teach us how to approach the Svarim Hakadoshim, so that it's not only a question of saying over. Avart, or of saying, or of, or, or, or of increasing our ideas, our understanding, our knowledge, but that the person mamish, that the person is is affected inside, in his entire inside and out, how he feels, how he thinks, and what he does by the ideas that he accumulates. Eidzais. In addition to this, when you review what we've learned until now, not just by reading it. I'm not talking just by reading. But, I'm, what I mean is not just reviewing the material that you know it, but by applying some of the by applying some of what we've learned in practical day-to-day avodas Hashem. The advice, some the, uh, applying some of the advice that I've written here. If you've done this, then betulchem anu b'ashem. Shagam me'atzmacha yitzmachu l'knafayim lalas yose. If you've started to apply some of what we've learned, then I am certain that that already you're beginning to grow wings that will help you to fly higher. The will that is pure and thoughts that are pure are beginning to spring up in your heart and in your mind by following the Aetis that we've been learning. When you learn, and as you learn, the words of the tzaddikim, and you increase your knowledge. You know more and more about what did Hashem say. Whenever a person sits down and learns a sefer, Hashem is talking to him. When we're davening, we're talking to Hashem. When we're learning Torah, Hashem is talking to us. And that is the most basic awareness that a Jew has to have when he's learning. When he's learning, is that Hashem is talking to him. And if this is not happening, if this is not, if this is not taking place, and if one does not, if one does not know how to learn properly, how to approach the svaramakadoshim, then then one of two things can happen. 
which means that you're not going to understand anything. You're simply not going to understand. You're not going to understand what you're learning. And then, and then the wings of your soul will be cut off and will we'll just fall away. The wings will fall off. In other words, it happens that a person learns, learns. He looks at the Swamakadoshim, and he doesn't, he doesn't see that in any way. He doesn't feel that in any way he's affected by them. And there's no hergish. There's no, there's no hergish for anything ruchni, for anything spiritual. When he learns these things. And what could happen is that eventually he comes to the maskana that he simply he can't fly with the, these these wings cannot help him fly with they're useless. In other words, he wanted to be he wanted to get closer to Hashem. Or so he thinks that he wanted to be a better Jew. He wanted to get closer to Hashem. And so he he looks into into Tanya and Kedushas He looks in the Svarim and he doesn't feel that anything is taking place. So, over some time, that that happens, the person can come to the conclusion that he that he simply that these wings don't don't work for him. They don't work for him. And what's the point? And if there's no point, then after time, the wings are not are no longer being used, and they fall away. That's one possible. That's one possible. Result that could happen with the improper way of learning the Svarmakadoshan, if one does not learn the Svarmakadoshan properly. The other possibility is the Svarmakadoshan could cause a person to walk upon paths that are crooked and to have complicated days, in other words, that one's way of thinking can become confused if one doesn't learn the swarm properly. And this is a very common thing because nowadays at Baruch Hashem many, many more people are getting closer to Mashiach and therefore many more people feel a need that they want to try to learn the Svarm HaKadoshim but they're not learning them with the right, in the right way, with the right intentions with the proper frame of mind and for the right purpose so it's possible to, God forbid, to be completely, completely to become completely fucked from, from these Svarm and it would, have been, it would have been better for that person just to stick to, you know, to Kitzvah Shechon Aruch and Chai Yodim and the Mishnah or something because he could become completely fucked from not that there's anything wrong God forbid with the Svarm but the person's entire way of learning the Sefer Svakrum is crooked. And, and and he could be misled. Uh, for instance, I was talking to to Chava last night that you'll have you'll have a person that as a result of his learning, let's say the Swarma of Rabbi Nachman's Khusigan, Rabbi Nachman's Fakutam Iran and then all of his Talmidim, 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 the Swarma very, very lichtig, a very, very powerful swarm. So you have you have people that they like to learn. They learn Rabbi Nachman Svarim and they'll buy everything. They have this Shabbos and Nefesh and Meshivas Nefesh and all the beautiful, beautiful 
amazing storm from the Tzaddik Yisrael Oilam from Rabbi Nachman. And what they take out from the Sefer is that no matter what I do, God loves me. God just loves me. You know? God loves me. And, and as a result of this relationship that he thinks that he has with God, so he's entitled to, in, to, to engage in any, in any, in any type of, uh, of a behavior, even though it's not the behavior that befits a Ben or to act or to speak or to dress in a way that doesn't befit a Ben because God loves me. You know, it's like this, uh, he, he, thinks he's, he thinks he's like, you know, like some, some chassidish flower child of some sort. You know, because he saw in Rebbe Nachman, he saw, so, he saw the very chaskis, he saw the Rebbe Nachman, very stark, very strong, his chaskis in Rebbe Nachman. So, so he walks away from one of the Svamagadosh and thinking, wow, this is, this, is, this is terrific. You know, and he could, he, could sit with his, he could sit with his girlfriend on a park bench holding hands. I'm not talking about they're married, he's his girlfriend. Sitting, you know, holding hands, talking, you know, saying over a shtickle kutam aran. You know, I was, there was, um, there was a... I was I was someplace where there there there, were, there was a uh, there were parents that were showing that they were they had a video of the children that were uh, one of the daughters was near to soil in a, in a seminary and she was she was holding up a mashiach in the Ishbitza, standing standing with a boy with a, holding up the mashiach and she waved to the camera she's mom dad this stuff is unbelievably cool <laughs> you know she's holding like a mashiach and then like she's knocking shoulders with her with her with her you know her 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 little uh, over there this is cool so so the you know the parents wanted to give me nachas you know to see so Lamaisa, I still have nachas because uh, because Sof that's not what she thought was was interesting and exciting a few months ago. But still, uh, but still, you know, at the same time in my heart, I was thinking, you know, Rabbi Shalom, what's you know, what's going on over here? You know, the, the, do you think that the Ishbitz ever imagined that there'd be some sweet little Jewish girl next to her boyfriend waving in front of a camera? The Meshlech, he wouldn't have written the Sefer, guaranteed. You know, the Ishbitz, it was an Meshlech, an and, and, and to have such a compliment, which, which she meant as a compliment, to say that it's cool. I don't know exactly what that means. I hear that word, you know, all the time. It's, it's, it became already acceptable for even for some people to use to use a word like that. But but the site on the one of the Sermakadoshim, that, that she that someone that someone showed her a word from Ishbitzin and she went and she bought this little girl bought the Meshilah or she can't even she probably doesn't think it says she probably thinks it says me hashilah she doesn't know what it means me hashilah and and she and, and, and she's walking around in, in Yishalayim can you imagine like, I can't even think like there's like a Yishalmi that sees this like an alti Yishalmi that sees this you know girl in her in her little you know denim skirt and whatever, you know and the bobby socks with a with a like the Yishalmi they just don't get you know they look at this and say wow it's, it, it's crazy the whole thing is crazy. Crazy. It's sweet, but it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, sure. In the in the uh, in different movements, so-called movements within within Judaism. I saw I saw uh, a book that was written by uh, I don't know, it was a reformer. I think a reformer. A book that has it has. In the middle, he has translations of pieces for each week, each parsha, a translation of a paragraph from Kedusha's Leif and Melamelech. The translations are, are, are the two or three things I looked at were, were totally off. He has a uh, he has a translation, and then on the side, he made like a, a, a Rashi and a Tosis of his own to explain these these uh, 
new age, the new age Jewish movements, and all their levushim, they, they they are very very into all the chassidus because they think that the tzaddikim are saying to them, you guys are great, you're terrific, love God, love man, love Israel, love the land of Israel, everything's beautiful. No, that's that's. They don't. They, when they learn, that's why I said the word hashkafa could be a dangerous word, because it's not of anything. Hashkafa is a cold word. It means to look at something. So you could have people. Could you imagine? You have you have the, the guy that wrote this book on the Neimel on the on the on the Kedushas Levi, and they of course they always write down you know the Kedushas Levi you know loved the worst sinners and all that stuff. So you know. They're looking for somebody who they feel validates their existence of being Jews, or Machal Shabbos, Neichel, Nevelis, and Trefus, and Boiler Ramis, and so on. All the things that they're up to. This is, you know, so they now have, they have found in the Chassidus Ram, what they feel in the Chassidus Ram, they have found like a, a, a voice of my, a, 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 this, this new modern voice of, uh, that, that, that speaks to the heart and to the soul, and so on and so forth. And. <clears throat> And that's exactly what the Tzaddik is talking about. And it's such a common thing, the crookedness, the, the krumkite that can come from learning the Chassidus Yisrael when a person is not ready, when a person is not prepared, when a person doesn't understand how the Yisrael mechaiv us. Every single word is mechaiv us. Is mechaiv us. And I always think it's so ironic. This guy that's writing this book, you know, the Padichva wouldn't, wouldn't spit on such a person. The Padichva wouldn't go near such a person. Would he daven for him to do tshuva? Yeah. Would the Bidditch cry that this Jew should come back to Hashem? Yeah. He said, a minute not the courage. But, but this is this is the result of. Uh, that's why that's why the the, the Swarma Kedoshim, for many many people they're very popular. They're very popular because people feel that it's not machayiv. It's not machayiv. Anything. You know, you can't you can't open up. You can't learn the seals of Sharm. Or you can't learn Chabas Lavavas, or you can't learn, or you can't learn one of the, you know, the, the Madragas or Adam, or Rabbi Yucham from the Bali Musa, without every single line feeling that, that this Bal Musa is hocking you and clapping you over the head and telling you, if you don't change, you're going to Gehenna. So the people don't want that. People want to, people want to go to Gan Eden without putting on film. This little girl wants to go to Gan Eden holding her boyfriend's hand. <laughs> And, and if someone comes along and says, listen, honey, you're not going to get Aiden if you're holding your boyfriend's hand. That's a bad, that's a bad rabbi. Those are bad rabbis. We don't want rabbis like that. No, so that's what that, that, so that you see that so much krumkeik, so much crookedness can come out from it. That's bedrochem akumen, ubedeis musubachis. In other words, the second person, you see, the first guy, he loses his chayshik and he says, doesn't do anything for me, he says, wings fall off. The second guy, the second type of guy, he gets all fakrumped. He's got wings, but he's flying to crazy places. He's like flying to all the wrong places. He's got these wings, and he's going nuts with these wings. He flies into into low and disgusting things for kid. He could come to the biggest to, to the biggest tumor while while holding on to meshulach or lukutamaran. He's he's descending into the biggest tumor, and therefore those people. Who, who are afraid of how the Svarma Kedoshim are being learned and by whom they're being learned there's much to be said for that and there's a ju- there certainly is a justification for that the Territz of course is not to stop learning the Territz is to to learn properly and to prepare ourselves for learning and to be able to learn in, in, in the right way 
That's why one of the things that, that Mitch and we're going to be learning much more about the mikvah. We just started before the before the summer. We're going to learn much more in, in halacha as well. That's that's why the, the, even if a, the fact that the, the fact that a bismedrish has a mikvah, certainly those who are using the mikvah regularly, or at least uh, semi-regularly, or for Shabbos, there's a different it's a different limit when you're learning the svarmagadayshin. And even those who are not regular users of the mikvah, the fact that there's a mikvah, in, it, 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 there's a presence of a mikvah, it already helps. How, how the Swarm are being learned. It really helps. That's that's what the Tzadik is saying. It's not possible, he says, for a Jew who is involved in refining his body, and that's what the mikvah is about, when a person is really sincerely trying to refine his himself, to to purify himself, then what he's learning in the swarm is certainly, certainly going to bring to his iris and to awaken within him higher thoughts and shukas and yearnings for things that are greater and to be able to look at things beyond the obstruction of, of the body. But, but you see, that's the point when, that, when I was talking about that, that sweet girl with a with boyfriend with a meshilah. So... Th- th- here you have where a person can be hearing things from the Meshilach, or learning things from the Meshilach, but since since she's not engaged in overcoming physical physical desires, and her study or her learning of the Sefer, or the teaching of the Sefer that's taking place is also by people, or with people who are not working necessarily on Ziku Chaguf, but just because it's interesting, it's interesting, it's cool, it's it's such a, a, a you know it's, it's a gewaltige insights. So then, then what happens is that that person is not seeing things beyond the body, and even though even though he or she is learning such you know beautiful beautiful tires, but it's all within the framework of, of of that individual's physical life, and the result of that could be that physical desires are not only. Not only are they are they diminished, but they're intensified. They're intensified. It would have been better for that person to be just to, to not to learn those swarm. It would have been better not to learn the swarm, because the swarm the swarm have an unbelievable power to energize and to emotionalize and to dramatize, like especially the Kutam Iran. It's not impossible to, to you know you have to be a stone. You have to be mamish a stone to learn to learn Rabbi Nachman to learn Rabbi Nelson and not and not to feel your heart exploding. You have to be mamish a stone. So what happens when a person is not working on self-refinement and self-improvement, is not working on overcoming physical desires, but the heart is exploding with emotions, so that intensifies the girl's relationship with her boyfriend, not with Hashem. So now, you know, it's more lovey-dovey with her boyfriend, because the heart is the heart is ripped open. By, when you learn, you learn Meshulach, you learn Lekutam Aran, the heart is ripped open. But if a person's not working, if a person's entire hashkafis, 
are from within the physical body. So now you're dealing with a person who's caught up in physical desires and the smallness of physical life, and uh, with the with the with the increased advantage of a of a fiery heart, and that's that spells trouble. That's why I mentioned many many times here that Rav Cook said that we see that by the chesidim the Indian of going to the mikveh became such a, a big Indian. That the, he, of course there were always Jews that everybody always Jews that went especially in Arab Shabbos and Arab Yantiv but by the chesidim to make such an Indian with the mikveh so if Cook said why is that so if Cook said because the Balshantiv Akadosh he said the Balshantiv opened up wellsprings of love. And the Chassidim understood, and the Tzaddikim understood, that in order that there be a Shmira, that that love not spill into improper places, into wrong things, that it, had, it could only work together with the Mikveh to hold it. It has to be together with the Mikveh. It has to be increased Tahara. Increased Tahara. And the emphasis that was always by the Talmud, was something for the Indian Etzniyas and Shmir Sainayim and the Mikveh, it's because the tzaddikim understood that Rav Kook was saying tzaddikim understood that you have to be very, very careful that when the heart is open and when the soul is laid bare, which happens in chassidus, that if there's not going to be proper guards placed at the entrance into one's neshama, one's one's heart, one's soul, that God forbid that that person could chassashalom, could, could take all of that energy and to use it in the, in the wrong way. And that's what we see in a lot of the, these movements in the New Age, you know, pseudo Hasidism, whatever. All the there, there are books, you know, Buber and all of the, and all of the students and the students of the students. Hasidus is uh, Hasidus is the most popular subject in these temples. This is the they found his material, he gave them material to use for their drushes because that's all they're talking about. The hergish. They're not talking about anything. They don't look. They don't learn a safer as something which is mechay of them. And 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 we have to we have to learn how to approach the svarim kedushin. That's what this mime is about. Henkrad dibarnu leel. We already learned. And this is where we mentioned it was already learned a little bit. Mehagemara and psachim. Yisrael emenim neviim b'nei neviim hein. The Gemara, the amazing Gemara, where where when Hillel came when Hillel came to Yisrael, without going into details, you can look in the Gemara. But when there was a suffix in Halacha, when when it came out that that um, Shabbos was Erev Pesach. Shabbos was Erev Pesach, and we know there are complications when Shabbos is Erev Pesach. But the question there about how should how should the knife, how should the knife for the shechita of the carbon pesach, how should the knife be taken to base? I mean, there's different questions that had to do with carrying Shabbos and and the sugi there in Pesachim. and there was a suffix, How how should this be done? How how can this be done? So Hillel was mesupik in halacha. Hillel had come from Bavel was was Mesopic, it wasn't clear what the din was. In lear, in learning, in Lamdas, it wasn't clear what the halacha was. So how was it decided? It was decided, let's see what Jews do, even though it hadn't been for a while, Erev Pesach Shabbos, but let's see what the Yidna are doing, let's see what Jews do. 
And Hillel said, Leave them alone. If they're not prophets themselves, they're the children of prophets. And based upon that, and how, and how, uh, and how it was seen that that there was a consensus among among the Alta Yidin or whatever it was over there of how to of how to overcome that problem in halacha in the fur and the hair whatever how it was done it's not important for now how it was carried the knife how it was taken the animal walked with it so so Hillel said that's how we're going to pass them. If they're not prophets, they're the children, they're the sons of prophets. Now you understand how how people could have a field there with a Gemara like that. They should look at how I carry the knife on Shabbos. I carry it in my back pocket. They could even, you know what? I, I drive it in my car. It's next to me in the car. Take a look. Right? So the Obviously, that's not the simple pshat. The way it looks like when you look when you open the Gemara. And what does bechalal mean? What does it mean? If it means literally that we're descendants of prophets, that we're descendants, we are. Shabbonim shal neviim heim, sha'avihem neviim hayu. If the if it's just a pshat that our grandparents and great grandparents were neviim, he says that's what the Gemara means. Does that mean that someone whose whose great grandfather was a navi? Does that mean that that he inherited that he himself is a navi? What does it mean? You, you, the person Zaid was a navi, so therefore he's a navi. Was it? I'm a ben navi. I'm a descendant of Navim, Therefore what? There's a uh, like they found. There's a gene. There's for Kahanim, right? There's a gene. They found uh, something like that. I'm not, I don't know, you know what it means, but they found something like that. I read about it when it when it was. I haven't heard about it in a long time, but but there was such a thing that they found. So that they're, they're going to find soon. Maybe they're going to find that there's a there's a prophetic gene. There's a nevius, a nevius, a, 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 a gene of nevius. There's a, somehow DNA. There's a chromosome. There's a novi chromosome, and Jews are all carrying around a novi chromosome. So, is that what it means? Gambo mixes Navu and Nimsis Achi Yedas Adin Shlaidoy Hillel. Akidekach said he is able somehow to know something that Hillel didn't know. The Kolkach Haye Hillel Batuch Bechelik Nivuasam. And Hillel, this means that Hillel had such confidence in this little pintle of Nivuah that they had, this little spark of prophecy. That they, because why? Because this guy's grandfather is a Navi. And if someone tells you that he's Reb so and so, some great Talmachachim, some great Sadiqs, Einikel, and he's a Machel Shabbos, and he's God forbid, therefore what? If I could pass him according to what he does? Because he's a great grandson of the Chsam Soifer or something. And he, he goes, he's doing all kinds of various He says, yeah, but Hanachli, you know who my grandfather was, the Chsam Soifer? No, so. Ashla Hischel, I feel. 
When Hillel saw this, and he saw that the, this is how Jews were going with the, with, the, with, the, with the knife, so when Hillel saw this, he didn't even continue, with, he didn't go into any pilpul. He didn't go, he didn't start talking over Rambams and, and, and uh, Besiaisis, and he didn't start talking over the, he didn't go into any pilpul. Hillel, the God Hador, held up his hands and said, They know what they're doing. And <coughs> on their own, they're doing what's what's the they're doing the halacha. They're living according to the halacha. Even though if even though if you would stop one of them and say, hey, why are you? Where is it said? What's your basis for this thing? Why are you carrying the knife in such a way? How do you know? Where's the Gemara? Where's the Mishnah? What what's going on? So he would say, Rabbi, I don't know. I don't know how to read. I don't know how to read. I don't know what you're talking about Mishnah Gemara. I don't know. This is I, this is how we did it. This is what we do. So Hillel says, Hanach Lam Yisrael. Me'atzom Yasu Kedid. Jews know on their own. Now what does that mean? That can be a very dangerous thing. When a person understands properly what this means, it's, ex- it's to a large extent what's lacking in us now more than ever before. And we've spoken about this, we've talked about this many, many times. And it's part of the hergish of what a yid is. And a certain confidence in our Yiddishkeit, and in the story that we have, what we saw by our ancestors, and and bechlal, what was always what was always normal and natural behavior for a Jew. Well, everything now is held up to question. Everything now is uh, everything now is you know uh, again it's a hashkafic halachic debate. It's a hashkafic and halachic debate. We understand that there's something missing. Not an intelligence. Jews are, Baruch Hashem, an intelligent people. But there's something missing in this quality that something is, is dimmed and weak in this quality of B'nai Nevi'im. And to trust the Nevi'is that's, that's, that, that, that's found inside each and every one of us and that natural, healthy hergish that Jews always had for that for the Messiah and for that and for that that nevu, that kol, that sound that's inside that, that that's inside each and every one of us. And all the new Hamtsois that are coming up within I'm talking uh, here now I'm not talking about reconstructionist reform. I'm talking about within Orthodox, amongst Orthodox Jews. New thing that 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 our, that our grandparents never ever dreamt of. New things. Without going into Pratamul you know what they're by now what my uh, all my the things that upset me are. But, but uh, that is, there's no longer, there's no longer, a, 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 not no longer, but to a large extent, to be able to trust, to be able to trust in something inside of us and who we really are, and everything is, everything has to be held up to this, to this uh, microscope, and of course, it's always going to be what I want to happen, especially in the union to have to do with feminism, all these things, and to change them in hagim and shuls. And to change the minhagim that all of our, our grandparents kept all these minhagim and how and how connected they were to these minhagim, or or even or even the, the way the Jews speak lashna kaidish now, the way that we daven, that it's not good anymore. That our but now, it, now it's becoming more and more. You can't say Shabbos anymore. You have to say Shabbat. You can't say Shabbos. 
I can't without hinting to some of them, without at least a little bit. The whole thing, which I which I've said many many times, which I know is is seen as something very extreme. Oh, I had so somebody heard I had Sarot because somebody heard one of my somebody heard a tape. I had one of these guys that heard this tape that I get one of my crazy screaming things last year. I heard a tape of it, and I and and like mom is like started yelling at me that you know whatever I'm not a you know I'm not a Zionist I'm not a real Jew and all these things because I because I spoke out against these the 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 the, the fact that now the schools are uh, making that you can't say Shabbat is, you, you have to say Shabbat and Sukkot you can't say Shabbos anymore you can't say Sukkot anymore which to me is is a shtickle fear not because even though I don't say that God forbid I know there are wonderful sweet Jews here that are Elohim that, that say that say uh, you know uh, pronounce the words they were taught that and, uh, there's not a time I have no time against I have no time against the, the kids that come out from school or the people that grew up Learning that way, they went to those yeshivas. That's not my time. If someone gets up to the Torah and says, uh, and says, Natanana, Tarato, whatever, Tarato, I don't have a time against that person. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is this shita. Those people that get up, they don't have a shita. That's how they were taught. Somebody went to one of those schools, that's how they're taught. And they say, and they say, Tarato, that's how they were taught. I'm not talking about the people that are saying the, the, the brachas. I'm talking about where does it come from, that shita? Where does it come from? That there's, that there's, uh, uh, my my uh, my daughter's teaching. She came home from the teachers' meeting. These teachers' meeting, most of these teachers' meeting, you know, at the beginning before the school starts, most of these teachers' should be outlawed. <laughs> should be outlawed. I, and I and I and I prepared her, and I and I made and I made her And I, you could ask her. I spoke to her for an hour the night before, trying to mechazaka not to listen to anything that is said in the teachers' meeting. Don't listen to anything because you know what the teachers' meeting was all about. And then the teachers followed up with this, the other teachers, because she's young and she's, she's very, very sincere. The teachers' meaning was, make sure to the first day especially, but really should be the first week at least, do not smile, do not say, uh, uh, do not say, how is your summer, I, I, I missed you, you know, you see your kids from last year. Do not say anything like that. There was one woman that said to my daughter that she has a, that she's wearing a certain outfit that's in, that the outfit itself is austere and intimidating. And my my daughter, God bless her, is like an overflowing you know we'll talk about flower children. I don't know she's got like this. So she said she said you know this is what they, the whole meeting was about how you can't be warm and loving and kind. You said you just have to come to class and say girls, open your chumash, <laughs> open your chumash. Chumash sounds too warm. Yeah, you can't say chumash. Sounds like it's too it's too nice. You have to say open your chumash or your navi. Open your navi or your chumash. And and it goes a bit more. What do you mean? But the head like all these things they're supposed to say. What do you mean? How was your summer? What's it your business? How my summer was? What are we friends? So they're, they're like over and over, just hearing the teachers are saying, don't say anything nice. Don't say because then you're gonna lose them. You're gonna lose them. So what do you do, Rabbi? Say, what's there to say? I don't even know what to say. And, they, and then there was this new thing. It's not cold anymore, because my because my daughter has something about limudei kodesh. You know, it's not cold anymore, limudei kodesh. You know that? It's called mitzaot kodesh. So my daughter, what's the, what is it? Mitzaot, mitzaot kodesh. You can't say anymore limudei kodesh. It's not allowed. It's censored, the word Limudei Kodesh. Miksaot Kodesh. What is a Miksaya? What is a Miksaya? How do you translate Miksaya? Like a, like a, a, a craft, a profession. 
a Mekitsoya. Yeah, there is such a thing, a Mekitsoya in Tyrant. What does that mean, Bechlau? So, of course, you didn't do the Baruch Hashem. And, and, uh, and, uh, sure, the, the teachers were upset at her, or whatever, the administration, she came in, and she kissed and hugged everyone. Everyone, and, I, and she was kissing and hugging them. And I said that you should, you should spend the first 10, 15 minutes hugging and kissing them and telling them and asking them about their summer and how their parents are and talking to them. And then, and then, I said, after 10, 15 minutes, say, okay, girls, and then to, you know, to get, uh, to get to work. To be kinder than the fascists. So this is, this is all, there's nothing, nothing natural anymore. This, this, we had, this that they're taking from the Goyim. These, this Mahal that takes from the Goyim, the Jews who are Kedoshim and Tahrim, that they have to be frightened and they have to be treated, God forbid, like, like that, that you would treat them some kind of a college somewhere. That, that if you, if you smile or you say a kind word, if you, if you tell someone, I miss you, I love you, you tell a child, you know how many children, how many children nowadays are coming from that it's a brachen, and all they're waiting for is to, is for a smile or to hear a kind word, or to have a teacher say that I missed you this summer. And the whole, the whole in the school, and all the teachers are saying over and over, don't say a personal word to the kid. I had one of my daughters said that there was this teacher. Of course, the, 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 these are all wonderful, nice people, and they loosen up, you know. Hopefully, most of them loosen up over time. But I had my daughter told me. So one of my daughters is very, very sensitive, very delicate. So she, so there was this Mora that over the year, you know, she she really grew to to care for her very much. And the Mora would see her in the in the hall and say, "Shani, how you doing? You're very, very nice." So then, so my Shani came back in September, and so she doesn't know. She goes over the first day, like they come to class, and Shani goes runs over and says, "Mora, Mora, hi." How are you? And she says, excuse me, excuse me, young lady, have a seat right now. And Shine like was totally devastated. She says, Ad Hayyam, we were talking about this, because when this was at the table the other day about how, you know, you have to scare the kids the first day, Shani said, you know, she can't, Ad Hayyam, she can't, she can't look at this person. She said, she didn't understand, she said, I thought that she, she was my friend, and I thought that she loved me. And then she comes the first day, and says, excuse me, and like, you know, uh, and, she, and she, Shani actually said, and the, the teacher said, who are you? And she said, Shani Weinberger. <laughs> like the whole year you saying, hi, Shani. She said, Shani Weinberger. Well, Shani Weinberger, just to stay in your, you know, sit down and whatever. You know, when she's writing her, her book, you know, the Bichel. They all have the Bichel, you know, the books they give not at the meetings. Ooh, these scary books to write and the, the plans and the plans, 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 plans. Again, if it wouldn't be, if it wouldn't be so sad, we would live. Plan books, plan books, plan books. Not, not in the shama. Who's sitting in front of you? Who's sitting in the classroom in front of you? Not one of the children of Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. Who's sitting? Who do you think is sitting in front of you? What do you mean? Some, some Ivy Leaguer is sitting in front of you? Somebody you know we're trying to we're trying to groom for, for the for the next state senator? Who's sitting in front of you? A Yiddish a, akin, a, 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 a delicate, fragile, delicious child of Avi Mitzvah, and Yaakov, Sarif, Karach, and Leia. And we use these techniques. We use these techniques. The only Torah that the children are going to remember, the Torah that they, that they receive with, 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 with I love you and I miss you and, and how are you and, and holding the person and caring for the person. That's the Torah that a Jew remembers. And all the tsaris that we have in our generation are from that, are from that, sit down and, 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 
I'm not saying that there doesn't have to be discipline, obviously, because kids, you know, especially boys, they pick up right away if they get somebody that's, if they, if they get someone that's, you know, a little bit weak. So the boys know how to pick up on especially. Girls in their own way. Girls like, you know, I'm our way to get that dress. Girls know how to, but the boys, they'll, they'll, they'll destroy a person. And there is something, that's why I told, I told my Siri also that, you know, they have, they, they have to know there's a Shia. And, then, and, now we, and I said, therefore, you have to make sure that even the first day, there must be, there must be some learning the first day. Don't let the class end without any learning. Just schmoozing. Don't do that. You have to learn. But they'll, know, but they'll want to learn. They'll want to make their mother happy. They'll want to, to, to please her because they know that, that, that you love them. And that, then they want you to be pleased with them. And that you have a kinyin in their hearts and in their souls. Not, not to, 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 to terrify you, to... to to, to bully into learning into what this is what all all of us who went through that are still trying to recuperate. But Kaishi, we're at Baruch Hashem are doing better. We're, well, we're doing better. We're here. We're learning. Baruch Hashem, how many how many can't go near a sefer? People wear yarmulkes and go to shul on Shabbos that they can't hear a Yiddish shofar. They can't hear a var, if you'd say over these things they were saying they would they would like they would they they couldn't hear it because they haven't yet recuperated from the first day of school. First grade, second grade, third grade, you know, there are a lot of first days. And the cumulative effect of all those first days of school is that, you know, you need heavy duty therapy from all of that. At least nowadays, like, you know, they're, they're these young, you know, they're, they're more, there's a little bit more chain. We, we grew up, we had these, you had these old times. These were, some of these were like, you know, whoa. They were naturally mean and nasty. <laughs> like the teachers now, like these teachers, they're, they're really very sweet and nice. They just have to try to act the first, you know, day or two. But the teachers that I had, they were really mean. They were nasty. It wasn't like an act. That was sincere. And it was the whole year it was going on. It was the whole year. You know, why are you shagas, you maneuver, you mishukas, you, you, you know, you goy. I mean, the little shyness that we used to have and the, the things that we used to hear, it was, you know, it was a pachat. It was a pachat. And then you come home and, and my mother, Shaifla, Shaifla, Tyrina, Shaifla, and you get to school, Manuval, Goy, Shaifla. It, it was like it, the whole life was confusing. Because it's how we grew up. It wasn't just me, it was all of us. We grew up in such a crazy thing. <clears throat> this is. So the Hanach Lehemli Yisrael and all the warmth and all the and all the love that comes with that Hanach Lehemli Yisrael in Lo Neviim Heim B'nei Neviim Heim. It doesn't just mean that our Zaydis and Bobis were Neviim and Nevias. It doesn't just mean that. So we're going to Mitzrayim learn next time. What does it mean Taket to be a Ben Navi? And when you have a school that that and sitting in the classroom in the school are B'nei Neviim the same way that when I'm when I when I have the schus to come and to learn with Jews that that I daven that each one should be in my eyes like a Ben Novi, a Basna, a Bas Novi, not not a student, <coughs> not a Talmud, but a Ben Novi. That's not. And when our children, when we look at our children, we sit by the Shabbos table, and our children are not just children, but they're B'nai Neviim. So it's a different way of, of of having a Shabbos table. It's a different way of learning. It's a different way of talking. It's a different way of living with Jews. When you know that the Jews are Ben Novi, but you have to know what talk is it? What is it, Ben Navi? So Mitzvah will continue with that. Thing. <laughs>